First Peter chapter 4 this morning. Uh, let us stand uh, for the reading of God's Word. Uh, verse number 15. But let none of you suffer as murderers, or as thieves, or as evildoers, or as busy bodies in other men's matters. Now, Solomon said, He that meddleth with strife belonging not to him uh, is like grabbing a dog by the ears. In other words, I, I, I've stuck my hands in places that I shouldn't have stuck it and got bit. Yeah. Anybody ever try to take two dogs as fight and try to separate it? Even if it's your own dog, you're liable to get bit. He's saying, he's saying, Stay out between the fires of the husband and wife, brothers and sisters. You don't, don't get into it. You might be trying to be a peacemaker, but you likely get bit doing that. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. He said, hey, <laughs> in books of Acts, we're, uh, they were rejoicing that they were accounted worthy of to suffer for the shame of his name. He's saying, if you suffer for Christ as a Christian, don't hang your head down. Hold it up. Hold it up. Amen. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And it first begins at us. Let, let me say this before I finish reading it. Don't worry about God judging or dealing with his own children this morning. God is a good father. He'll deal with his own children. You ain't got to worry about uh, uh, God dealing with his. You're, you're, we're constantly looking at somebody or some other Christian and saying, well, uh, God needs to do something about them. God, God needs to get a hold of them. If I was God, this is what I, well, let me just say this, you're not God. God knows what he's doing. God will take care of his children. You just take care of yourself. Amen. He said, he said, for the time has come that judgment begins at the house of God. And if it first began with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you for the mercy and grace and love you've shown upon us. Lord, we just thank you for each one of us here. I pray this morning, Lord, that our hearts are open and we receive what is intended for you to give to our hearts and our minds, Father. Empty me of self and fill me of thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, there are a group of people in the text that you'll find again in the Second Thessalonians, and you'll find them again in the book of Acts. There's a crowd that I want to deal with in this text and it's the crowd of them that obey not the gospel this morning. I want to ask you this question. Are you one of them? Are, are, are you one of them? Them that obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you one of them? I, I'm not asking you to turn around and ask your neighbor. I'm not asking you whether you're saved or not. I'm asking you the question... Are you one of them? One of them that obeyed not the gospel of Jesus Christ. You realize in 2022 there's over 7 billion people in this world. And the Bible says broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in that. 
You can mark this down. There are a whole lot more of them than it is of us this morning. Don't let it shock you when society goes ahead long off into hell. Because the Bible said they would. Don't let it worry you that our government is getting our, our, our country headlong into hell. Don't worry about it because the Bible said it would. The Bible said there are many times that, uh, that more are going that way than are going this way. Amen. So what, what's it going, God, this morning? What's, what's going on? There are a whole lot more of them than there are of us. And it said there are some of them sitting in churches this morning. Some of them are sitting in churches this morning. Amen. Some of them are not obeying the gospel. Oh, they got religion. Amen. Uh, they go to church. Uh, and they tied. They got all the outward appearance of them. But they do not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning. You got a conscience this morning. Thank God for a good conscience. Conscience is not going to get you to heaven. Amen. The only way you're going to get to heaven is trusting in the blood of Jesus Christ this morning. The truth is, we used to be like them. I used to be like them. Now we want them to be like us. <laughs> We want them to be like us. Can I say them, them are the lost and never obeyed the gospel of God? Don't look, with the, don't look at all those with sour faces sitting in church that's got bitterness on the mind, uh, that act like they hate being saved, act like the, uh, they hate the church, they talk about the preacher, don't even like the fellowship with a, a fellow Christian. Don't, don't look at them. Uh, they have no joy. They got no song. They don't got no peace in their life. Don't look at them. I'm telling you, there are some people today that have been saved and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, they've got joy. They got a song. They know where they're going. They know that there's a new heaven and new earth. They are waiting to go there. You look at somebody that's got the peace of God in their life, and you say, that's what I want this morning. Some people try to find peace in the bottom of a bottle. Some people try to find peace in the bottom of a pill bottle. They go from bars to post, bed post, from bar to bar. They run around. They, they're looking for that peace they can't find. They, they, it, it doesn't satisfy them. They keep running to it. But I'm telling you, if you get a hold of somebody that's been saved and washed by the blood, it is real in their life. They know what's going to happen. They know where they're going. It's not a show. It's not a put on. I've got something in my life that, hey, uh, uh, the world didn't give it. The world can't take it. I am thanking God for what he's done in my life. I've got a good, good father this morning. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? It's a question you ought to ask. Now, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but by all means, I am not perfect. But I'd rather be what I am than what I used to be. I, I'm not what I ought to be, amen. 
I'm not what I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen. Thank God I don't, I'm not what I used to be. Saved. So I'm going to ask you for a few minutes. Are you one of them? According to the scriptures, there is a group of people of them that obey not the gospel. And we understand the gospel is this. Simply, Christ died for our sins uh, according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. That is the gospel. You would think it'd be so simple. So simple thing to obey this morning. But there's a group of them that have not obeyed the gospel let me show you several things about this group and then we'll go home. We see the revealing of them. What is the identity of them? I, I know we think we battle with them try, trying to keep our uh, uh, spirits right. I, I, I battle with, trying to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do, trying to keep everything right in my life. I know we all battle them, but what is the identity of them that do not obey the gospel? We, we think it is that that thinks uh, uh, they're doing it right and they take the fist and shove it in the face of God and says, I'll do what I want to do. Uh, you can't tell me. We, we think it's them and it very well may be. Uh, we think it's those murderers that, that have been killing people uh, and we think, it, hey, uh, they have no regards for life or anything. It very well may be. Uh, we think sometimes it's them or those that are rapists and will sit around in the dark and, and waiting and plotting to take somebody else's life from we think it's them it very well may be but that's not the crowd I want to target this morning they're lost and undone you're right they're lost and undone they're not serving God but my crowd that I want to look at and get to is those that sit in church time after time and do not believe the gospel of God Amen. So I'm going to ask you the question again. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? But we think it's the child molesters. We think it's the uh, things. Uh, the child molester, which the Bible says, uh, it's better for him to have a millstone uh, uh, where around, hang around his neck and, and cast in a sea. We think it's a serial killer. We think it's a rapist. We think it's all those things. But really... Want to know fact who them really are. Those kind of people. Th those kind of people was Pontius Pilate. Everybody know who's that. He wanted to send Jesus to the cross. He, he, he was a moral man. He was a good man. Pontius was a, was a man that you would say, hey, I'd love to have that dude as my neighbor. He kept his yard clean. He kept his house clean. Everything was clean. Uh, he was dressed out. Uh, he was the kind of guy that, hey, uh, if you needed help, you can go to him uh, and he would help you out. He, he would come and say, hey, friend, uh, you need help? And you say, yeah. He would stick his hand out and help you out. He was a good moral man. But can I tell you, for over 2,000 years, that man has been in hell as a good moral man. Amen. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? 
There's a big difference between them and us. We're saved and they're lost. It has nothing to do with whether I'm right or you're wrong. It has to do with Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And I'm going to quit trusting in myself one day and start trusting in Jesus Christ. Are you one of them this morning? Have you known it? Have you known them? It's just not those that are living in the world doing ungodly things. Mark chapter 10. It was a rich young ruler. What a guy. What a guy. This guy comes to Jesus and said, What shall I do that I may inherit the eternal life? Jesus, you, you know, he knows it. He gives a commandment don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't steal, honor the mother and father. And, and the rich young ruler said, All these I have kept from my youth up. Morally righteous, he is a, not a killer, he's not a thief, uh, he's a mom and daddy lover, he keeps his family, he makes sure everything's given, he's worked hard he, because he's young, he's a rich young ruler, he's worked hard, he's taught himself responsibility, he's had it hard at it, he's rich, he's young. But nowhere in the Bible I find that he accepted Christ as his Savior. And for 2,000 years, if he has not accepted Christ as a Savior, he's in hell as a rich young ruler this morning. You want to hang out with the moral people. Good guy. Somebody that you want to hang out with. Called friend. This ought to burden the saved people this morning. You've got friends exactly like that. They're good people. They're moral people. You don't mind hanging out with them. You don't mind going fishing with them. You don't mind going shopping with them. It ought to burden somebody that's saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and that you got friends that are dying and going to hell and you're not saying a thing about it. We have revealed their identity of them. And some will, who it is? Who is it? it? It could be some of us sitting here this morning. I didn't ask if you were moral, if you believe God. Oh, preacher, I, I believe in God. How many times you've heard that? How many times you've witnessed somebody? I, I believe in God. James said, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. <laughs> the devils believe and tremble. I, I believe in God. It's wonderful. Then you're no better than the devil. Well, I go to worship. I go to church. Bible said in Mark 5, the devils ran to Jesus to worship him. You know better than the devils. Are you one of them? The devil prayed to Jesus. You know better. I want to know if you've been covered in the stain, sin stain removing blood of Jesus Christ. 
Has there been a time in your life that you realized you were lost without God? Going to hell for all eternity. And, and you called on the name of Jesus Christ and trusted in Him, in your, you, as Him as your substitute this morning. We see the revealing of them that believe not the gospel of God. But also in verse 17, we see the rebellion of them. What shall be the end of them that obey not? We live in an age of utter, total rebellion today. I, I don't care what God said. I don't care what the preacher said. I, I don't care what the Bible says. I'm going to do what I want to do this morning. Do you realize something about this rebellion business we live in? Men do not go to hell because of commission. In other words, something they do. Men go to hell because of omission, something they have not done. You don't go to hell because of things you have done. You go to hell for things that you have not done. You have not called on blood of Jesus Christ. You have not repented of your sins. That's what's going to send you to hell. It's not just because you're a murderer. and not because you're a muslester. It's not because you sometimes come to church. It's because you have not repented of your sins. Are you one of them this morning? Why did they go to hell? They don't obey the gospel of God. What is the gospel? Christ died for our sins. And you've got to put the trust in that. It's an obedient in what God has said. I keep the golden rule. Do unto others they do unto you. I, I keep the golden rule. I don't get drunk. I don't beat my wife. You know how rebellion men and women are? Men and women will obey all kinds of external things just to keep from obeying the one thing God told them to do. People have, haven't changed over the years. Men and women obey all kinds of exterior things except the one thing that God said they need to do, obey the gospel of God. It's amazing how simple it is to get to heaven this morning. Even a child can understand it this morning. Trust in Christ, turn from your sins, repent of your sins and trust in Christ to save you. No works attached, no strings attached. Trust what he did this morning. Do you know what men will say? Well, I'm going to do it my way, my own way. And they will try to work their fool head off trying to get to heaven. It's naming of the Syrian, the leper. He, he's got this leprosy, which he's a name is this picture of a sinner, and leprosy is a picture of sin. And he, and he goes to Elisha, said, hey, I need to be cleansed of this leopard. And Elijah just come out and say, hey, just go down to the muddy river, down to Duncan seven, seven times, we're good. Well, the Bible said he got mad and turned around left. He, he, he was expecting Elisha to come out and wave his hand over him and say a bunch of words and, and do something great. But he said, hey, just go down to the muddy river, Duncan seven times, and you'll be cleansed. 
And as he was leaving, he went into the service and said, Master, Father, if he had asked you to do something great, you would have done it. If Elisha came out and said, this is what I want you to do, Naaman. I want you to go down there and join the church. I want you to start tithing. I want you to be faithful. I don't want you to ever quit the church. I want you to always be in the church. I want you to do that. He would have went and done that. He would have signed over a million dollars if that's what the pre- uh, preacher told him to do. That's what he would have done. But that ain't what he asked him to do. Go to the muddy river, dunk seven times, and you'll be clean. That's so simple. It would have been so simple. But to get upset because something mighty that happens and you think you ought to be greatly changed and great things happen, wave your hand over and everything else. No, it's so simple. The plan of salvation is so simple. You've got to stop trusting in self to start trusting in Him. That's, that's, that's it. And you say, well... I, I make mistakes, big deal, so do I. I made one this morning. I tried to put on a pair of pants that didn't fit me. And I'm blaming my wife. Why do you bring these things to me? You know I can't wear them. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We're not perfect. But I know in whom I trust. And I know whom has started a good work in me is able to finish that work. I'm trusting in him, not in self. You've got to get rid of self and trust Him. It's amazing to me how simple it is. We see the revealing of them. We see the, the uh, uh, rebellion of them. And we're, we're living in such a rebellious society today. It, it amazes me. We've talked about it in Sunday school, how this country is going downhill and the reason why, can I say, I'm going to throw out here for a minute. I'm going to prick on preachers. Any preachers in here? Good. The reason why we got such chaotic in this country today is because of preachers. Well, it can't be. We got government. We may have government. But if the preachers were preaching the word of God in the house of God when they should have been preaching the word of God, this government would not be the way it is today. If we would have stood on the word of God and said, I'm not going to take this, I'm not going to stand for that, I'm going to stand on what God says. If the preachers start preaching like that and said, hey, I'm not worried about the world, we're going to worry about God, God would have took care of things. We took the power out of God's hand and tried to put it in man's hand. And look where it's got you. It's time we take the power out of man's hands and put it back in God's hands and Lord, you take care of it. You created it anyway. You go ahead and take care of it. Amen. Look at the resolution of them. Turn to 2 Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1. Verse 7. No, 7 and... And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from the heaven with his mighty angels. Verse 8, and a flaming fire taking vengeance, watch this, on them. Them 
who the crowd is in 1 Peter. When Peter said, the end of them that obey not the gospel. Here's the end of them. Do you know what? The resolution of them do not obey the gospel of Christ. They wind up in a lake of fire for all eternity. You heard the expression, out of the frying pan into the fire. Right now there are people in hell this morning, uh, but one of the days uh, death and hell is going to give up them. Uh, yeah. They're going to deliver up the dead in them, uh, and then they're going to stand before the judgment of God, and God says, depart from me. I never knew you. You work of iniquity, and they're going to be bound up hand and foot and cast into the lake of fire. And let me, can I say this? There are some religions that believe that once you hit the lake of fire, poof, you're all gone no more. Bible says the torment, the smoke of their torment is forever and ever and ever and ever. That don't mean, hey, you're going to just burn for a little bit and it's all going to be over with. It's not going to be, hey, you're going to burn for a while, they yank you out and give you a second time. There are going to be some screaming and there's going to be some moaning. There's going to be some wailing. Oh, God, I gave a second chance. Oh, God, let me go. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And the sad thing is, listen to me, the sad thing is some of them are sitting on the pews in the church this morning and they hear this and yet they slide it off into hell burning for all eternity. Are you one of them? Amen. It's a question you need to ask yourself. Am I one, I, am I one of those? Am I one of those that's going to slip off into eternity into hell to burn forever and ever? the screams of all those souls crying out for a second chance. The flame never ends. It's everlasting destruction. It, it, it doesn't matter if you believe in the Bible. Some believe that you burn up and it's over with. No, it's not. Forever and ever. That is the resolution of them. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. I've told you who the revealing is them that believe not the gospel of God. We have an idea who that may be. We think it's those outside. Those that's doing things they shouldn't do. And it very well may be. But it's also some of them sitting in here, sitting in here this morning, that believe not the gospel of God. I'm asking this question. Are you one of them? I had an old preacher tell me one time, hey, take them through the fire, put them in the furnace, and let them burn. But never leave them there. Never leave them there. Make sure you always bring them back to the cross. Give them hope. We see the rescue of them. I love this. The rescue of them. Acts chapter 26. 
Can I give you some good news this morning? If you are one of them this morning, and I, I don't know who you are, you very well may be, I cannot point you out, you look just like me, but you know in your heart who you are. You know in your heart, you know, hey, I'm serving God, I love God. But you know what? You may be sitting here this morning and say, well, I, I, I thought I served God. I may I be drifting away. I just may be one of them this morning. Be honest with yourself. I may be one of them. Can I say you don't have to stay one of them? <laughs> there is hope for you. Acts chapter number 26, verse 17. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open wide their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from power of Satan unto power of God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You don't have to stay of them. You say, there's no hope for me this morning. According to what I just read, Jesus died for all of them. He died to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God. If you're one of them this morning, come down here. I'd love to grab every one of y'all by the hand. So come and go with me. Go with me. But I can't. I can't. I love for every one of us to say, hey, we're all going to heaven, but we're not. We're not. But I'm telling you, he made a way. Jesus died for you and me at the cross of Calvary for your sins. All you got to do is say, hey, Lord, I come down. I no longer want to be them. I want to be him. I want to be with him. I don't want to be them no more. Lord, prick my heart. May I see the things that I need to see and have that feeling of God in me to glorify Him. I'm telling you, there are some them sitting here this morning. You need to get up and come to the altar. You need to get up and come. You may be saved this morning. You may be saved and say, I'm on my way to heaven, but you backslidden. We talked about that this morning. Some people don't like the word backslide. I've been there. And if I've been there, I know it's true. Some of you might be there today. And some of you might be them. Hell is your home. Lake of fire is going to be your eternity. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Let us stand.